Welcome to Talos Takes, the quick take podcast where our researchers break down this week's hot topic in cybersecurity for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the latest work from home edition of Talos Takes, uh, which I think we should probably just start calling just regular old Talos Takes now, because who knows when either of us will be back in the office. Uh, But I have Nick Biasini joining me again today. Thanks, Nick. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, So today we are going to talk about browsing on the web. Um, And I know that this may seem like a pretty simple topic, uh, but there's kind of a lot of facets to this. And just staying safe when you're just using your web browser for... uh, any old task, whether it's paying bills or just checking your bank account or checking your email. And, uh, you know, there's all these new privacy browsers out, all, you know, incognito modes that people are uh, using. So we're just going to kind of break down how all of these uh, different systems work and what your best options are for staying safe while you're using your web browser for daily activities. Uh, So for starters, Nick, let's just talk about what are some things that adversaries might be looking for uh, in your web browser and what kind of stuff that you're giving up every time you access the web. So it, that's kind of a, a broad topic. Uh, one of the things that people probably maybe don't understand is the amount of data that you're potentially exposing when you're just browsing the web normally. A lot of the predictive things that they're doing in web browsers now when you're typing in address bars and they're auto-completing things, a lot of that is data that's leaving your computer as you're typing. Uh, There's actually a a large amount of data that is exposed and there's a lot of um, different groups that are doing research into like how much data is associated with the various web browsers, how much information is flowing back to the respective companies that own them and things like that. And there are a lot of, like I mentioned, there are a lot of services out there now that, uh, you know, offer ad blockers, pop-up blockers, ad tracking blockers, all sorts of stuff. Uh, So do these specific privacy-focused web browsers really make a difference or, you know, does it make a difference to use something like Chrome's incognito mode? So let's kind of take that as two separate things. You mentioned a little bit on the ad blockers and the ad side. So let me talk a little bit Mm -hmm. to that. Uh, There is definitely some value in using those ad blockers. Uh, They do eliminate a lot of ads. But one of the things that users may not be aware of is a lot of those ad blockers now allow advertising groups to pay to bypass the blocking. So they can pay extra to ensure the ads are delivered to the end user. So users need to be aware that, yes, it may help you, but it's not going to be a silver bullet, if you will. It's not going to completely protect you on the uh, malicious ad side. Now, as far as like the other browsers and things that have come up, um, that it kind of depends. Uh, I personally use Brave quite a bit. Uh, because they're they tend to be the least amount of um, telemetry and data leaving while you're web browsing. Uh, but incognito mode provides you some of that similar protections uh, that actually draws into another point. A lot of web browsers today have you log in associated with that web browser to allow you to do things like share bookmarks and stuff like that. But realize that when you're doing that, all of the stuff that you're typing, all the stuff that you're doing is now tied to a user account. It's not just like generic typing. It's associated with your specific user account. So that's that's another thing. And that's one of the things that like incognito mode typically does is it removes that user portion. So it's not tied directly to you anymore. They may still be gathering data, but it's not tied directly to your user account. 
Yeah, and you kind of touched on passwords, and that's something else I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, we there's another uh, Talos Takes episode from early on uh, where we talked about the best way to manage your passwords. Uh, but generally in web browsers, is it a good idea to let them manage your passwords? Like I know specifically in Chrome, uh, every time I create a new login for a site, it prompts them to randomly generate a password for me, and then it links it to my Google account. Uh, and so then that's kind of like my password manager. So kind of backpacking off, off what we've talked about in the previous password episode, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what's the best practice for storing your your logins for web browsers? So it, it depends. Not all web browsers, I guess, are created equal in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest thing is, for the most part, those passwords aren't stored, aren't encrypted. So I can't tell you the amount of malware families I see that log into the SQLite database that's created for the web browser and then just dump all the passwords and usernames out of it. So yes, it does allow you to organize your passwords a little bit better, uh, but it and it may allow you to use things like more secure passwords, but realize that if you get compromised by malware, those passwords are going to get compromised. Uh, your, your best bet is to use a more traditional password manager, something that is designed to encrypt and protect that data, not as like a bolt-on to a web browser. It's kind of like the analogy of security. Don't use bolt-on security. Use security that's baked in from the beginning. Same idea with the password manager. Use the stuff that's designed to protect passwords instead of just a feature that's added into a browser later. And then lastly, I want to talk about uh, DNS over HTTPS. Uh, and I'm, honestly, this is like something that I know very little about, so I'm not going to be very good at asking the question. Uh, but I just know that there's been some major DNS vulnerabilities that have come up in the past month or so. So, you know, can you kind of just give us a quick overview of what that even means for people and then, uh, you know, what the security consequences are? Yeah, I won't go too deep on it. We do have a, one of the early Talos takes was covering DNS over yep. HTTPS, so it goes a little bit deeper on the topic itself. Uh, the basic idea is your DNS, instead of going through normal channels, is encrypted in a, an HTTPS tunnel or an SSL tunnel. Uh, it's great for people who are operating in oppressive regions of the world where they're concerned about DNS operating properly or them being able to get access to data that's being blocked by, say, a, an authoritarian government or something like that. In those instances, DNS over HTTPS is an extremely important feature. But on the flip side of that, you have enterprises who are concerned about analyzing DNS as a security protection. And when you have DNS over HTTPS, you eliminate the visibility in an enterprise. So there, it's two sides of the coin. It really depends on where you fall into that space. Uh, we've already seen adversaries abuse this because it's a way to bypass traditional DNS. Uh, and it's not an easy challenge to fix. Uh, but it is, in some cases, a necessary evil for, like I mentioned before, places where people don't have access to data and information that they should. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, Nick, is there anything else that you want to add on this topic? Just general advice for folks when they're browsing the web? Uh, if you're really concerned about privacy, look up what information the browsers that you're using are sending. Uh, the recent research said that Brave is is one of the best, but that doesn't mean that that's the best for you. You know, go out there and try out some other web browsers. Look at Edge and Chrome and Chromium and, and Firefox and all the Opera, the plethora of browsers that are out there. See which one is the right combination of security and privacy versus what you're trying to get out of a browser. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks as always, Nick. I appreciate it. And I know that we'll have you on another episode shortly here. All right. Thanks a lot. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Talos Takes. Please join us for the next episode where we talk about something else that's top of mind for us.